Ah, well, at least I got the voice back this week. That is a good bonus thing, yes. Hey, hey, you ain't lying, because I wouldn't have wanted to listen to me last week. Did I suck last week? (laughs) No, you... It was fun. (laughs) I love the hesitation. I didn't have any problem with it. You didn't suck, but... Well, no, it's like you didn't... No, you didn't suck at all. You were fine. No, okay. You're just a little hoarse about it. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, God, it's a dad <laughs> joke. That is, sad. that is the worst joke ever. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Welcome back to the Watchlist with Patty and Bill. Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcast. And you hear that enthusiasm because I want you to do it so bad. Um, make sure you catch up on all of our back episodes by logging on to thewatchlistpod.com. You can also engage with us on social media at symbol Pirate Alice, at symbol Bill Ivory Larson, and at symbol The Watchlist Pod. And if you just happen to listen to us on Apple, please give us a five star review. We would absolutely love it and appease those algorithm gods. Whew. COVID is in the rearview mirror, man. That's good. Oh man, who are you telling? I, I, it, it. Every time I even just get a mild cold, it knows what I do for a living, and it just <laughs> settles it. Ooh, this is nice and warm. I think I will settle here on his voice box. He won't need that at all. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> so anyway, thank you everybody for putting up with my. My hoarseness last week, I really appreciate it, even though I was quite prolific in, in everything I watched. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed you were. Yeah. <sighs> so this week, we share two things. Indeed. And then you have two extra things, and then I have two extra things. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing. You, you guys are going to get like one, two, three, four, five, six things this week. He had to count all those. I know it's it's because I'm couldn't just you know because I'm a man and we just need to we need to turn down the radio in the car just to be able to think and and you know do something. Uh, Any hoosie. So, do you want to save the things that we both watched for last? That sounds like a good idea. All right, then why don't you kick us off then? I will start with a Korean drama. That I found on Hulu. It is both subtitled and dubbed into English. So you could watch either or. And this is called Revenge of Others. Hmm. Um, It's about Okchan Mi. Her twin brother falls from a window at school and police rule it as a suicide. But she doesn't believe that he committed suicide. There's no way he did that, she says. And so she transfers to his school and starts to investigate what happened to her brother. And she finds a whole lot more than just her brother's death. There's other mysterious happenings and and such going on. Ooh. Ooh. It's not like a spooky <laughs> kind of thing. It's more like a, everybody's like plotting against each other. That's what it is. Everybody's plotting against each other in this school and... Others have ulterior motives and shit. It's a lot of mean, nasty people doing mean, nasty things. Ew. It was really good, though. 
It's really good. It, so you can watch it dubbed mm-hmm. or subtitled. It's on Hulu, and it's one of Hulu's many new Korean dramas that they're showing. Ah, this is part of that new wave of, of programming. New okay. wave of stuff, yeah. It, you may have seen, if you've got Vicky, you may have seen some of the titles they have on there already. Um, but the same thing's happening on Netflix. Netflix has a lot of them that I've already seen through the Vicky app. So they're we making the rounds. And I know we've discussed this before because everybody, if you're interested in doing this, and I highly suggest that you do, I know on Netflix you should create a separate profile. Absolutely. Create a separate profile or it's going to fuck up your algorithm. It really is. And, yeah, and yeah. So if you like your action movies or your romantic comedies or whatever, keep that separate and just do, you know, foreign TV or movies in a separate separate thing. So does Hulu do that as well? Well, I favorited a few so I could find them again. Um, so I'm not sure yet. But I still see, like, the usual stuff that most Hulu has. And then there's the suggested for you little strip in the middle, but it's not just all Korean stuff. And I don't go to Hulu that often. Dwight goes to Hulu more often than I do. So. Okay. So there's that. But they have a lot of different, a lot of them. And the majority of the ones that I've found are both dubbed and subtitled. There are still some that are just subtitled, but it looks like they're trying to get like a dubbed version as well yeah. as a subtitled version for people. And and not that I'm not intelligent enough to read, but as we've discussed before, I would rather watch the action going on than to have my eyes constantly at the bottom of the screen missing what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why I prefer dubbed, but... Anywhoosie. Well, it's not, at least you liked it. That's good. Yeah, this one is a really good one. I, I, If you're in a high school kind of kid stuff and, you know, plotting against each other. And it's that, a drama, you said, one, right? It is a drama. It's totally a drama. It's not a, not a comedy at all. Uh, they do have some comedies, but this is not one of them. It's yeah, Revenge just... of Others. And it's because uh, Disney Plus and Hulu, or Disney owns Hulu. Right. And Disney Plus and other regions carries a lot of korean dramas right just not in the u.s i think a lot of the ones that they carry they've started putting on hulu okay well cool they're the ones that they carry that they can put in the u.s they've been putting on hulu so at least you liked the first thing right out of the gate Mm -hmm. i am i disliked what I what the first thing I saw, Uh-oh. the first thing that I'm going to talk about, it is the reboot on CBS of True Lies. There's a reboot. Oh is yeah, it, like, it is now a, series a weekly now? series on CBS. Oh, oh. Executive produced by James Cameron. They did it because. Yeah. Just cause I, I I don't know reason shenanigans money name recognition and all that, <laughs> but if you've seen the 1994 movie, you know you know the plot of the thing. The guy Harry Tasker 
has been a spy for two decades, and he has kept that a secret from his wife. And in in this show, though, he's got two kids. In the movie, he only had one, Eliza Dushku. Well, anyway, shenanigans happens, blah, blah, blah. His wife finds out and, and you know, adventure happens. But the original movie came under attack for all of its misogyny. And I, and I do love True Lies. 1994's True Lies is one of my favorite action pictures of the 90s and of all time. But I do recognize it's very misogynistic. Very. Mm-hmm. And I am so surprised at how much the 2023 reboot is full of it as well. Wow. Oh, so they didn't even try to clean that up. No, and and there's wow. even a character in it. Now, granted, this character is a bad guy, but the bad guy says, what does a woman know? Or something like that. And, uh, and I'm like, this is where we are. This is where we are with TV shows these days, particularly on CBS. Now, CBS tends to skew older. Yes. You know, your your Star Trekky NCIS crowd tends to go there. But I'll tell you what, I there are so many things that could have happened with this show which would have made it so much better. Hmm. Like wouldn't it wouldn't it have been a cool twist to revamp this and make the wife the 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 spy? Yeah. And that the husband and the husband the clueless, you know, boring dude who need you know why not that? Yeah. Why not? Uh, it, it, there were a couple of moments of, oh, okay, I get that. As a matter of fact, the funniest joke in the movie happens when the character of Harry Tasker gets in the elevator to go to the super secret Omega Sector office. Mm-hmm. And the Muzak that's playing is actually a Muzak version of the theme song from True Lies from 94. Oh. Fun. And Fun. I thought, okay, that's that's cute. But th- there is no chemistry. And I'll tell you who plays Helen, his wife. Um, She-Hulk's best friend from She-Hulk. I have lost track of who that is. Uh, Ginger Gonzaga. She was the she was the other attorney in the office. Okay, okay. I I totally drew a blank on everything about the BFF. But now, now I'm getting there. Okay. All right. So she plays. Yeah, sorry about that. No, that's okay. <laughs> and the and the thing was in the movie. And I know I go back to the source material a lot, but I do that because there is a scene in the movie where where Helen Tasker is against her will, kind of recruited by the spy agency. Mm-hmm. Because they're trying to catch somebody else or, you know, he's trying to give her, you know, adventure because their life is really boring and all that shit. But they make Jamie Lee Curtis look very humdrum, you know, and that's the whole point. In yep. this movie, the wife is hot. I mean, you know, they're <laughs> both good looking people. And how could Harry Tasker be as buff and as ripped as he is and just be a boring computer salesman. A boring computer salesman would look like me. Right. Although that would be a twist also. Why not have the spy 
look like he's actually a computer salesman who eats yeah. in his car all the time and sits at his yeah. desk, but he could still kick your ass if you looked at him wrong. There is no chemistry with the cast. You can tell it, you know, it is going to be adventure of the week, so it is nothing but a procedural with the name True Lies tagged on to it. There will probably be some weak overarching thing because now the wife is a member of Omega Sector. Mm. But every review that I read agrees with me because I'm brilliant and they all just kind of fall in line anyway. That this show is bleh. If you really, really, really want to watch True Lies, find the 1994 film, which should be coming out on 4K Blu-ray sometime soon. And because uh, this show is crap. Mm. That's all I got to... Uh, like Forrest would say, that's all I got to say about that. All right. Okay. We've got some breaking news from Dave, our correspondent. Uh, Dave! Shout out to Dave. Breaking news. Breaking news. Tom Sizemore has died. Oh, he did. Yeah, he had a brain aneurysm on February 18th where he collapsed and lost consciousness and his family made the decision to remove him from life support. He was 61, famous for his roles in Saving Private Ryan and Black Hawk Down. Along oh, with man. other things. Along with other things. Oh, rest in oh, peace, dude. Sad. It it is very sad. And and he had he had a long history of battling addiction as well. Mm. And as we record this, it is Friday and he passed away today, just you know, like yep. now. So Oh man, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, well, all right. If you really do want to see a good movie, though, Saving Private Ryan kicks ass. That is a damn fine movie. Yes, yes it is. And I'll tell you what, another good Tom Sizemore movie to watch would be True Romance. And now, this is a movie that is from 1993, and Tom Sizemore is in this movie. The movie was right before Quentin Tarantino struck gold and became Quentin Tarantino with uh, Pulp Fiction, even though he had already done Reservoir Dogs. But Quentin Tarantino wrote this movie. Oh, okay. And it was directed by the late uh, Tony Scott, Ridley Scott's brother. And it is a great, fun, funny, and awesome action picture. So... Remember Tom Sizemore and and just go to any one of his movies, but I highly recommend True Romance. All right. All right. Well, another decent movie okay. is on Netflix, and I watched it this evening. It's called I Came By. It stars the Earl of Grantham himself, Hugh Bonneville. Ah, yes. And Gene from Operation Mincemeat, which you mentioned last week. Yeah. Kelly McDonald. Ah, oh, I love that movie. Yes. That was a really good one. Thank you for telling me about it. I had to dig. It took me 20 minutes to find that movie in my profile 
of all my Korean stuff. I I could have just searched for it, but I wanted to see how long it would take me before it finally popped up. Ah, that okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, it it sure did because once you go down a rabbit hole, you are down that rabbit hole. Yeah. So yeah, that's how long it took for me to get that one to pop up. Uh, but anyway, I came by on Netflix. Um, it's about Toby and his friend Jay. They are graffiti artists who, rather than graffitiing a wall outside, they break into homes of the upper class and write their message, I came by on a wall. They don't steal anything. They just break in and spray paint that wall. Well, Toby's located their next victim. He's a retired judge, the Earl of Grantham, that is. But Jay doesn't want to join him because Jay's got... You know, a baby on the way, and yeah, he he, he doesn't want to risk it anymore. He's got to go straight now. So Toby is pissed, and he decides he's going to go alone. And that's when he discovers this special room in the basement of the retired judge. And then all the wackiness ensues. This one, I don't want to give anything away about this other than what I've just told you there. Okay. But it's really good because uh, Hugh Bonneville does a really good job of being this creepy guy. And the other, the Jean, or not Jean, that's her character's name from the other movie. Kelly McDonald does, is, she's the mother of Toby and she's she's really good at, at in her role there too. And the guy who plays Jay, who I don't recognize from, any, from anything, he's got a pretty big role in this movie as well. Um, trying to help his best friend's mom you know, because her son goes missing and all that and finding out what's going on it's this is a really good one oh good it, it, it's not it doesn't go where you think it's gonna go quite exactly so i like i like that i like that about it good sweet yeah. i came by it's on netflix well all right so the vestiges of COVID, you okay. know, when you have COVID or any kind of sickness that knocks you out, you're you're either awake in misery or trying to sleep in misery. Indeed. Well, you're sitting on the couch and you're trying not to cough. We finally watched The Offer. And what is that one? I don't know. That the one Offer is the story of Al Ruddy, who is the producer of The Godfather. And it is the story of Al Ruddy, how he gets his huge break, and then it's the story about how the movie The Godfather came to be, and how it ties into the mob, and not only that, but the studio system, and how fucked up it is as a process to get a movie made, and all the people you have to answer to, and this is a fucking brilliant series. Where is it at? It is on Paramount Plus. Ironically, oh. the same studio that released The Godfather. What? Go figure. That's crazy. That's crazy talk. <laughs> but it is on Paramount Plus, and each episode is roughly an hour. There are ten episodes of this fucker, and we binged them all in one day. Wow. Wow. I have not done that in so long. I can't even remember the last time we binged 
an entire season of something in one day. Yeah. Well, when you're sick and sitting on the couch, it you was... got all the time in the world there. And I love series that, and by the way, thank you, Suzanne. Um, shout out to Suzanne. She is the one who, who, who kept saying, have you seen the offer yet? You fucking love the Godfather. Why have you not seen this yet? <laughs> and, and she's right. She's absolutely right. And wow. It is just so good. And, and you wonder where these hours go. But damn. For some reason, your ass does not get tired watching this, and it's it's really, really great. And I have another friend who hates The Godfather hmm. because of, of how violent it is and how uh, misogynistic it is and, and all that. Loved the offer. Interesting. It's very interesting. I mean, I, I don't know how much was embellished because obviously some things are. Um, but it it is a really good look at how probably, arguably, the greatest American movie ever made. You know, and some would say, well, no, that's Citizen Kane or or yeah. other stuff, but I thought Citizen Kane was just kind of boring. Um, but... Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it, it really was. It dragged, which is ironically... Yeah. Why the Rooster is halfway through that movie. For anybody who has <laughs> never seen Citizen Kane, there is a rooster that is superimposed over a transition shot in Citizen Kane. And it and it and it, you know, um it does its thing. And our teacher asked us, why do you think the rooster was there? And we're trying to name all these existential artistic reasons why it mm-hmm. it means the meaning of life in a parallel universe <laughs> and the actual answer is to wake you up yeah orson wells knew that he might be losing people at that point so he put in a fucking rooster to wake you up <laughs> that's hysterical it, it is it, it took it, me three tries to get through that movie because i fell asleep each time yeah yeah Probably before the rooster, and the rooster and, did not make me up. Let me tell you. And I, and I'll tell you this: if you have never seen um, Citizen Kane, and for some reason you have gone through almost what is it now eight decades of not knowing what the big secret is about that movie, I still will not ruin it for you, because it is truly one of the greatest twist endings of all time. In cinema. But you have to just drudge through the rest of it. Anyway. um, Where was I going with this? Oh, yeah, the Um... offer. The offer. (laughs) Um, But if you are a fan of The Godfather, you must watch The Offer. Okay. If you are a fan of Hollywood and, and want an insight into how movies are made... Watch the offer. Okay. Because it, it's just that. that damn good. And Miles Teller, I'll tell you what, that, that cat one of these days is going to win an Oscar for something. But anywho, all right. Hmm. All right. All right. So 
the first of the things we've both seen. Let's start yep. with Mandalorian, episode one of season three that came out this week. Mando yeah. is back. Mando is back. <laughs> That's right. And we get to see Bo-Katan as well, my girl Bo. So I loved how in the episode he actually reminds people that Baby Yoda's name is Grogu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was nice. Because Carl Weathers says, I see you're still traveling with the little one, Grogu. His name is Grogu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, gotta love Disney marketing. I, yeah. <laughs> so, so the plot of this is he took off his helmet last season in front of Grogu. Mm hmm. And as a Mandalorian, if you are truly from Mandalore, you never remove your helmet once you accept the way of the of the Mandalore. Well, he took it off in front of anybody, um, in front of somebody. You mm -hmm. can take off your helmet if you are alone. In private. In private, but That's nobody private else better thing, be That's a thing, removing your helmet. That's right. But the armorer then, who is a badass, I love her character. Yeah, she is a badass. Says, well, then you are a Mandalorian no more. Mm-hmm. And this whole movie is a quest because apparently the only way to redeem yourself is to bathe yourself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka with Prince and Apollonia and all this. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to go back to the planet of Mandalore to bathe in the waters in some cave, blah, blah, blah. Yep. So he's like, all right, kids, saddle up. We're, gonna, we're going on a trip. Although Mandalore has been blown up or some shit. Yeah. Like, it's been rendered unlivable. Everybody had to escape from Mandalore. So, are the caves still there? Is the lake still there? Is the planet, can he even survive on the planet? That is the big question, I think, for the season. Yeah. And along the way, like Patty said, the, one of the first people he runs into is Bo Katan. Bo, my gal. Who was all hot and heavy to get the Darksaber. That's right. So, so that she could rule Mandalore. Uh-huh. But she's but she is now, like, all of her people are gone. She's, she's you know, ruling an empty castle. She is ruling an empty castle. Her helmet her, is all off. Not really Iron Throne. It's probably like stone or something. Right. It looked like, like stone you, to me anyway. Like, do you still have the dark saber? <laughs> well, then you go fucking, you know, round them all up and you yeah. rule them because I don't have shit. And she yeah. doesn't have shit because she doesn't have the dark saber. Yeah. You have to win that in honorable battle or something like that? In combat. You have in to combat. take the, yeah, you have to win it in combat. And uh, Mando did when he won it from Moff Gideon. Uh -huh. Yeah. So there's action. There's Baby Yoda. How can you pass this up? It's it's the Mandalorian, and it's awesome. Yeah, and little guys that Baby Yoda tries to, I don't know, walk off with or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Uh, computer electronical roboteers or whatever they... I don't know what yeah. these guys are called, but they're cute little guys. And Now, did you recognize yeah. those little characters? I've seen them before, but I... Yeah, that's... Yeah. I just, like, I... They did look familiar. That's about it. So, in 
The Rise of Skywalker, a movie that I will not watch ever again. Because mm-hmm. um, I am I am anti-sequel trilogy now. Like, to the point where it's just so fucked up that I don't even watch it because the promise was there and then it was all just betrayed. Okay. There's one shot in there that's worth watching, and that's in The Last Jedi when this badass rebel leader takes her ship and sets herself on a suicide course and cuts through a Star Destroyer. And it's amazing. But anyway... But the little the little cute things that, that Grogu tries to run off with <laughs> made an appearance in The Rise of Skywalker as uh, one of those little fixer dudes is, uh, holy shit, wait a minute. Motherfucker. I'm on the Google page for The Mandalorian, right? Uh-huh. And if you go there, a little Grogu is in the right-hand corner. <laughs> with, with a little arrow that points down to it. So I'm, hold on. I'm going to click on it. Oh, no shit. He's using the force. He's using the force and he's moving shit on the Google page. <laughs> I love when they do shit like that. That's always so fun. Oh, my God. If you 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 guys fucking go <gasps> to Google is. and type in Mandalorian and just keep clicking on Grogu. He's dismantling the page <laughs> with the force. Oh, oh my god, this is so cute. He's he's literally doing that. All right, sorry that <laughs> was awesome. that was just fun. It's just it's just so fun. Um, oh, it's too funny. Uh, uh, fuck! I just lost my train of thought because I'm playing with little <laughs> Grogu here. <laughs> that is too funny. I love it. Okay. Anyway, uh, sorry. Uh, any, what, what, anyhow. Moved your the, camera, the... so I'm staring at your chest, dude. Come on. Oh, sorry. Well, I had to look at Grogu. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. All right. Am I back? Let me see. Well, I'm back in. The... Almost. Okay. Anyway, so um. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, the guys. The guys. The little thing in, from last so Jedi. So they had to hotwire C-3PO so that he could translate the old text from the Sith. Because even though C-3PO can translate six million forms of communication, he is he is forbidden from translating the language of the Sith. Oh, right. And they said it was possible, but you had to hotwire him. And once you hotwired him, he would lose his memory. <gasps> so they had to make a choice for the better of the rebellion to erase C-3PO as we know him. And well, and the the little creature that did it. Oh my God, I'm still playing with Grogu. Um, <laughs> it was that little creature. So there are tons of Easter eggs in this episode, as there would be. And you know, it's just fun. It's the Mandalorian. So if you are into Star Wars, forget the sequel trilogy. Fuck it. It's terrible. Watch Andor. And watch The Mandalorian. And if you really want something fucking fun to do, uh, play with Grogu on the Google page for The Mandalorian. Oh, my God. (laughs) This is so great. He's ripping apart the Google page. That's too funny. All right. And then the last thing that we watched together, but separately, is Megan. Mm Mm-hmm. 
the the 2023 um, AI horror movie, which is now on Peacock. Yes. And and I don't know how Allison Williams gets these parts, but she played um, the evil girlfriend from uh, Get Out. Get Out. Yes. Well, here she's playing. Guess what? A not so likable character. Not so likable, but but you brilliant. Don't hate her as much as you hate the girlfriend in Get Out. Oh no, not by far. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. But she is. She plays the sister of of a woman who she and her husband are killed in a car wreck, and they have a daughter. And per the wishes of of the mother, Allison Williams gets custody of the daughter. Mm-hmm. And the daughter, she's had, um, Allison Williams has never had any want to ever have a family. She lives vicariously through others. She, could, she couldn't give less of a shit about having kids. And now all of a sudden, one is thrust upon her. Mm-hmm. And... She takes something that she had been working on, an AI, and she actually perfects it as a way of kind of babysitting the kid. Well, that's not quite what she was aiming for. She works at a toy company, Uh, and she's trying to come up with the next big toy for kids. And her niece says, um, she said something along the lines of, if I had a toy like this i would never need another toy again or something and that's what really propels her towards creating towards perfecting megan which megan stands for model three generative android and for those who don't know generative ai is the artificial intelligence that can generate novel content rather than taking data input into it and just processing, analyzing, and spitting it back out. It takes everything around it and creates something new, new content for you. Um, But anyway, so that's how Megan works. She's taking in everything and not just specific data fed to her and reacting to her environment that way. So she is really very, like, she can think on her own, more or less, as an android. And so Allison makes this thing for her job but she tests it out on her niece and pairs her niece with it in a uh, kind of like a presentation for her boss to manufacture these she didn't make it specifically to babysit her niece but that's what what megan ends up becoming because she doesn't want to deal with this kid not because she doesn't love her but she just feels she doesn't have the capacity to handle that because she never wanted kids. And well, you know, she's got her collectible toys on the wall. Well, these are toys you can't play with, you know? Well, and it's also important to say that that the niece is paired to Megan. Well, it's, I did say that. and But therefore, part of the learning part of the AI it then becomes very protective of the niece. Yes, yes, that is part, yes. When you pair with it, it's protective of that, whoever it's paired to, yes. And that's when the wackiness ensues. Yes, that's when things 
go kind of wrong. And honestly, creating AI robot rapidly may not be the best way to do it. You know, you might want to test that a lot before you hand it over to children, I would say. You know? Well, you would think. Maybe set some parameters and limits on things, but maybe? But the head of the toy company that she works for sees nothing but dollar signs. Oh, God, because yeah. Because it is a functioning best friend. Yes. The ultimate toy. Mm-hmm. And sees nothing but billions of dollars. So he rushes it into, you know, rushes it to the board. The board falls in love with it. He's he's ready to make an online debut of this thing and take pre-orders for and it. And it's going to cost as much as a fucking Tesla. But he doesn't care because even a $10,000 doll or whatever the fuck they set the price at... For what this is, it would be worth it. Now, if it wasn't a homicidal maniac, maybe. Yeah, maybe. It would maybe. Be okay. But but as Laura said, uh-uh, no way. She will not watch this movie because AI freaks her out. I can understand that. And yeah, it it's very freaky. Yeah, you can see where she went wrong the more you think about programming so did you like it oh i did i liked it i thought it was really good it was one of the better I did too. Horror i loved it i've seen in a while yeah i loved it i fucking loved megan and i and i would i would i would watch it again in a heartbeat oh and yeah uh the dog dies mm-hmm. mm. sorry i was taking a sip of sorry about ice that. cold vodka yes the yeah if if yeah. you care about animals, um, the dog does die. Yes. However, it dies off screen. Yeah, but it's not. It's the sound is still rather traumatizing. Yeah. And just you know that it happened, and that's sad too. Well, and you know it's going to happen. It's telegraphed. It's not like all of a yeah, sudden, dumpty yeah. dumpty do. Oh, uh, okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. Here is an update on Baby Yoda on the Google page. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just saying this because I, cl- I kept clicking Baby Yoda and he kept destroying the page. There comes a point where the page puts itself back together and it doesn't destroy anything anymore. Okay. Because there's hardly anything else. Yeah, there's nothing left on the page. There's nothing okay. left to destroy. <laughs> nice. Fun. But it is. It's totally fun. Um, but Megan is really good. I really, really, really enjoyed it. I liked it too. As a horror movie, I enjoyed it. I, and it, I and honestly, I, there has not been a horror movie I've enjoyed in a long time. And as you do, without giving it away, it sets itself up perfectly for a sequel. Indeed, indeed, it does. In a, a very Megan creepy way, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, oh. yeah. Whew. In a very creepy way. Yeah. But and I like your title too. My title. Megan 2.0. Yes. I believe that is Okay. Hashtag twenty twenty three copyright the watch no. list with Patty and Bill. No, nobody it's, can take it's that. It's a title. thing. It's actually a thing. Oh, is that what the sequel is called? Yes. 
Get at the least fuck what out they put here. they put it on Wikipedia as yeah, that's what it's gonna be. No shit. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, damn it. Sorry. That's <laughs> yeah, alright. But anyway, um, the, the, I don't know if we said this or not. It is on Peacock. Yeah. Megan 2.0 is scheduled currently for around 2025. Damn, that long? Well, it probably would take that long with all the the CGI that they need to do. Yeah. But I do find it funny because the girl who is the body, uh, the motion capture for Megan, she's making her way around the comic book uh, fanboy circuit. Excellent. And she's coming to Philadelphia. Yeah. Ah, Fun. And I was like, oh, man, I should go get a poster and, and just say, you did an awesome job in this movie. Yeah, totally. It was really, really. But then I could never hang that poster because Laura would be like, what the fuck is that doing on my wall? Get that down. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah, she is kind of creepy. Ah, oh, creepy as fuck. But yeah. good. Yeah. It's, it's really, really good. Anyway. Mm-hmm. That is all I've got this week. Yeah, I don't have anything else. Yeah, and except for the sad breaking news that we broke, yeah, yeah, which won't be very breaking news by Monday. But yeah, by the time this people can listen to it, yeah. It's breaking. But rest but, in hey, peace, we Tom Sizemore. As it happened, we had it as it happened. Or you you it can was take released. that to the bank. Yeah. yeah. But anywho, so log on to the watchlistpod dot com. Click on that contact us button. Um. Do you have any interest in seeing this True Lies show? If so, I didn't why? I didn't even know it existed. Uh, I I was all hyped up for Well, I wasn't hyped up for it. I was very dubious of it when I saw the trailers for it. Ah, uh, okay. But did you watch it? Tell me what you think of it. Did I miss something? Because I think it's fucking awful. Also, did you watch Megan? And what did you think of that? I fucking love that one. Anyways, I liked it. I thought it was good. Yeah. Um, also, make sure you click on that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcast. Engage with us on social media. Add symbol Pirate Alice. Add symbol Bill Ivory Larson. Add symbol The Watchlist Pod. Hit that uh, five-star review button if you listen to us on Apple, and we appreciate you listening. Thank we you. We sure do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really upset. About? It's raining cats and dogs outside right now. Oh, we had that earlier this week, yes. Not that I am upset about that. I love when it rains. But we have not seen one... We have seen a dusting of snow. And when I say a dusting of snow, there were enough flakes to show you what snow would look like if we had had it this year. Mm -hmm. And within two hours, it was gone. That is the only snow we have had this year. Well, you could be like the folks at Lake Tahoe where they're buried up to the roof of their homes. I know. And totally trapped. I I know. Okay. Now that you put it that way. Yeah. I know. (laughs) I mean, have you seen the pictures? (laughs) Holy shit. I have not. No, I have not. Oh, man. They are scary. But thank you all for listening. We appreciate each and every one of you. Do me a favor. Come closer to your listening device. Are you closer? Tell a friend to subscribe.
<laughs> Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right, everybody, have an awesome week. And we will hit you back next time. Okay, okay bye. bye.